This is the Right to Know Weekly Roundup. Right to Know is excited to announce we are now listed as a resource for Ancestry.com under Unexpected Matches. If you've had a DNA surprise and learned you're related to someone unexpected, reach out to us. We're here to listen. We can help you find a licensed therapist, direct you to legal resources, answer questions, identify genetic family, or connect you with a mentor. All of our services are free. What a whirlwind week for legislation for Right to Know. We and other members of the MPE community testified in Washington State before the Senate Committee on Law and Justice on SB 5348. Just before we started our testimony, the bill was amended to remove the criminal penalties because the House Committee on Public Safety has a bill, HB 1848, that contains these crimes. It was voted unanimously to the floor. Tracy Portugal, who's the product of fertility fraud, testified first. Next, Jennifer Morrisco-Garten testified. She's a biostatistics professor at the University of Washington, a married lesbian mom who had her children through assisted reproduction and who has donated eggs, testified that recipient parents and donor-conceived people who are upset to find they have been deceived about a donor's identity or medical history are not complaining about something superficial like consumer complaints about the undesired color of a car. Instead, their concern is more like the equivalent of being denied the operating manual for a particular car they cherish and want to keep in optimum working order. We couldn't agree more. Yeah. Licensed therapist Jana Rupnow, an adoptee who specializes in infertility counseling and who wrote Three Makes Baby, How to Parent Donor Conceived Children, then testified that some families are open with their children regarding their conception but do not understand the importance of genetic identity. Acknowledging genetic identity does not threaten a lovely family environment but can instead strengthen the parent-child bond. This is so true regardless of your unique conception. We all have a right to know our genetic identity. Attorney Sarah Shaquin, who's an associate at Miller Nash and who wrote the Law Review article, The Birth of Fertility Fraud, How to Protect Washingtonians, discussed why offspring who are the product of fertility fraud cannot bring a lawsuit due to lack of standing and why patients, usually the mothers, do not have a clear path to justice to bring such lawsuits as well. Peter J. Bonney, a DCP and author of Uprooted, testified how the fertility industry operates with little legislative accountability and is absent any legal requirement for donor disclosure, genetic testing, genetic health history, a sibling registry, a limitation of the number of offspring per donor, and legal recourse for fraudulent and unethical practices by donors or fertility practitioners. And Laura Gunner, who conceived her son through the use of a sperm donor who did not disclose past medical conditions, her son was later diagnosed with schizophrenia and died from a drug overdose, gave a compelling testimony. A multi-billion dollar industry has profited from my son's conception, and he and my family suffered the consequences because it was based on a lie. There will never be justice for Stephen. Donor-conceived people deserve better. No one should ever have their life and health determined by a lie. The Democratic majority in the Washington Law and Justice Committee unfortunately later voted to remove the creation of a civil law remedy and voted to move forward only the loss of licensure for doctors portion of the bill to the Senate floor for a vote. Two Republicans noted this was not sufficient, and we agree. This is disheartening, but we will continue to fight to protect donor-conceived people. In Iowa, though, broad-based fertility fraud legislation SF-2169 was reintroduced by Senator Sweeney. Within the bill, there's a provision that the patient's request to use an anonymous donor is not a defense to fertility fraud. Bravo, Senator Sweeney. And in Michigan, Representatives Roth, Whitsett, Breen, and Kale sponsored five bills on broad-based fertility fraud legislation with up to 26 sponsors on each bill. HB's 
5713 through 17. Proposals in this legislative package include allowing for civil liability in instances of false representation in assisted reproduction, establishing a 15-year look-back time frame for criminal charges based on the offense or when an individual is identified through DNA, investigatory powers for the state's Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs, and a loss of licensure provision for doctors found to engage in these practices. <laughs> Identifying genetic family is a first step to healing from a DNA surprise. If you're looking for your genetic family, or if it's been a long time that you've been looking, we can help you. One recent person who reached out to us said he grew up knowing he was adopted and he found out who his genetic mother was. However, he was surprised to learn when he did an over-the-counter DNA test that he was half Jewish. He reached out looking for help to find his genetic father. Another person contacted us because they had identified their genetic father but was unsure of the best way to make contact. Remember, when reaching out to your genetic family, go slow. Before you reach out, write down your goals and be prepared for any outcome. If you're not ready for all outcomes, do not reach out. We know going slowly feels impossible given how your world has been turned upside down and you want answers. Your medical history, pictures, understanding your conception, stories about your new relative to better understand yourself, but we can't stress it enough. Go slow. Don't forget, on Sunday at noon Pacific time, we'll be chatting with licensed therapist John Moyer, who will guide us through a discussion on how to come back from rejection. John discovered he had a misattributed parentage experience three years ago, and after looking into his family history, he learned his mother had an MPE too. Join us to talk about this difficult topic. Looking for something new to listen to? Check out the podcast Message in a Bottle. This podcast takes a closer look at the world of anonymous sperm donation from the perspectives of donor-conceived people and donors themselves. Have a great weekend, folks! Right to Know is a nonprofit that advocates for people who have had a DNA surprise and those impacted by misattributed parentage. This can occur due to an adoption, assisted conception, or from a non-paternal event. Everything we do is based on the principle that it's a fundamental human right to know your genetic identity. Please consider donating to us or making a sustaining monthly donation. And thank you for your support.